Begin the Gemara on Daf Chafei Yomad Beis, the second line from the top of the Yomad. Mu'beres Chaveri Chulu, it said in the Mishnah, in various different situations where a person is married to his wife and she cannot be living with him. Here the Mishnah says, for example, when this woman was already pregnant from someone else or was nursing a baby from someone else, he's not supposed to live with her, he's not supposed to be married to her for the first 24 months. So there was an argument in the Mishnah to Rab Meir and the Chachamim whether in such a case the Halacha Vasaita applies. Rab Meir says it doesn't because at this time period when she was living with him, she's not allowed. So a woman that he's not allowed to be living with the husband, there's no Allah of Chachamim say, well, he could divorce her for that time period, that he's not allowed to live with her. But then after that time period passes, 24 months, he can live with her again. So therefore, she's considered to be a woman that's allowed to him. And Allah of applies. And the Mishnah says similar regarding Ailanis and Zekeina, various cases of a woman that cannot give birth. An islandess, a barren woman, or she's older, she, whatever, for whatever reason, she can't give birth also. So this, he, the man has a mitzvah piribiribia. He's not supposed to be married to her. He has to marry someone else to have children. So again, there's a machlaik is here in the Mishnah about this. So what do we have here in the Mishnah? Uh, Rabbi Liazah says, or the Tanakhama says, there's no Allah of, of Saita. Rabbi Liazah says, well, he can marry a second wife. He can remain married to her. Ah, he has to have children, so he'll marry a, sec- a second wife. So therefore, the Allah of Saita does apply. Says the Gemara um, on this, it said in the Mishnah Mubar is Chaveri Chulu, Amar Avnachm, Amar Avnachm says, Amar Avabaravue, Machlaikis, the argument in our Mishnah between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yezeh, Ba'akara Vizakaina. That's regarding a man that's married to a woman <coughs> that's either an Akara, a barren woman, or a Zakaina, that cannot uh, give birth because of her old age. Avol Islandis, but when it comes to an Islandis, Divri Akail, Loishaisa, Veloinatelis Ksuba. Everybody will agree that she can't drink the waters of the Saita, but at the same time, her husband is divorcing her. She doesn't get the Ksuba, as we learned this already before, that as long as she caused this divorce, she doesn't get any Ksuba. But regarding an islandess, uh, over here, the Chilish is, everybody will agree regarding the islandess that she does not drink the waters of the Ksuba. The reason is, Shanemar, the Pasuk says, Veniksa, Venizra, Zera that the Pasuk says that if it turns out that she did not have a relation with anybody, so then she's clean, she's pure, and then she'll have a child after she drinks from this water. What do we understand from this? Mi shedarka lahazria. That this whole halacha of the, drinking the waters of the site only applies to a woman that can give birth. Yatsazu, and therefore that excludes this island, is she'ein darka lahazria. That from birth, from the beginning, she was never fit, she was never able to have any children. Right? Unlike the Akara or Zekaina that the Mishnah speaks about, Akara and Zekaina is speaking about a barren woman that now, for some reason, something happened to her and she can't give birth. Or Zekaina, because of her old age, she can't give birth. Okay, so that, so she is a woman is that, that's born, that's able to give birth initially, naturally, but then something happened later. An islandist, though, though, is a woman that right from the beginning, she's missing certain organs and this development and things that she's, she can't give birth from the beginning. So therefore, for her, this Venizra Zera does not apply. So the Gemara asks a question from this, and here it brings a pretty long Braise, and one of the things in this Braise clearly says that by an islandist, you do drink the waters of the Saita. So the Braista says, I'm a Kandalarusasa, person that warns his wife, that's an Arusa, after the first stage of marriage. Or to the woman that's anticipating to marry the Yavam. And the Yavam warns her not to have a relation with someone else. Yavam Shaloi. So now, Imat if before he married this woman, she went and was secluded with another man, 
like I'd already said in our Mishnah at the beginning of this Patek here, that the waters of the Saita she does not ring, but at the same time, when the husband divorces her, she doesn't get any silver. The case we began with today, when a person marries a woman that's pregnant from another man, or she's nursing a baby from another man, so he's not supposed to be married to her for the first 24 months, and the husband warned her, and she went and was secluded with someone, she doesn't drink the waters of the Saita, but at the same time though, if he divorces her, she doesn't get any ksuba. This is Rav Meir's opinion, and here this Brayse explains the basis of what Rav Meir is saying, more than what it said in our Mishnah. Because Rav Meir said, A person should not marry a woman that's pregnant with from, from someone else, or feeding a baby from someone else, and that Ve'im Nasa, if he went ahead and did not listen to this Takana, and he married this woman, Yaitzi, he has to divorce her, V'lo and he's not ever allowed to marry her again. This is a knas, this is a penalty, that Chazal placed on this person for not listening to the Chachamim's Takana. So therefore, this is a woman that he may never live with again. So the halacha of drinking from the waters of the site does not apply. However, the Chachamim and the Chachamim argue and say, Yaitzi, at for now, he has to divorce her, but But when the time arrives that he's allowed to marry her, after 24 months, then he's allowed to marry her again. So therefore, the Allah of the Saita does apply her, because she's allowed to live with him. And now, a, a youngster, a young man, Rashi brings the source of this, it's an unusual expression. Rashi says, means like a child, Ravya. So a young man, Shanasa, Akeda, Akara that is, Uzekena. He marries an Akara, a woman that can't give birth, or Zekena, an older woman that can't give birth. He doesn't have another wife and he doesn't have children yet. Meikara, some take out this word Meikara, he doesn't yet have any children from before. So over here as well, because he has to marry another woman to have children. He's not supposed to be married to her. So therefore she doesn't drink the waters of the, uh, the Saita, but she doesn't get a ksubi either. Rabbi argues and says, True, at the time when he warned her, and the time when she did the Aveda, the time when she was secluded, he's not supposed to be married to her. That's the basis of the Tanakama here. But Rabbi Loza says, but he could go and marry someone else, and then he could remain married to her as well. Says the Brais Going back to the first case, a person that warned an Arusa, or the Shemeres Yavam. But then what happened is, after he was married to her, fully married to her, now she went and didn't listen to his warning and was secluded with someone. So then the halacha is that she does drink the waters of the Saita. Or she'll drink the waters of the Saita and that will determine what happened. And if she won't, she will not get her ksuba if the husband's divorcing her. Another case, Mu'uberes Umeinekes Atzmai. A wife that she's pregnant from himself, not from someone else. Or Menekes Atzman, she's feeding a baby from himself. So also the halacha of drinking the waters of the Saita does apply. She drinks the water, the water of the Saita. Or if not, and he's divorcing her, she does not get the Ksuba. So the Chilish over here in this case is that she has a baby, she's, she's pregnant. So you may think that the punishment that could happen to her, that mm -hmm. her stomach would burst and she would die, it will affect the fetus as well. Maybe in such a case, the punishment, we don't want that to apply. So the halacha doesn't take place here. So the, the Brayse says, no, even in such a case, she does drink the waters of the Saita. Mm -hmm. Again, a young man, Shanasa Akara Zekena. 
that married a woman that can't give birth. But he already has another wife and he already has children. So he doesn't have, he already fulfilled the mitzvah of Periyavirivya. So So again, the halach of Saita does apply because he's allowed to remain married to her. So either she drinks the water of the Saita or she doesn't get a Ksuba. The wife of a mamzer that's married to a mamzer. So what we're talking about over here is a woman that's allowed to marry a mamzer. A mamzer is a yid that's not kosher and is not allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. But if this is a wife that is also maybe she's a mamzeris as well, she herself is allowed to marry a mamzer. Or the wife of a nosen, as we learned before in the beginning of the Perik, a nosen is from those nations that converted when Yidin came to conquer Yisrael, but they were not allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. But here, this is a wife that's allowed to marry this nosen. She's maybe also a Nisina, or she's maybe a Mamzeres. She can marry this nosen. Or the wife of a Ger or an Eved. So, Meshuchrer, an Eved. This is an Eved Kanani that was freed, and now basically is the same as a Ger. Or the Eilinus. And here's where the Bryce brings up the islandess. This is why this whole Bryce is being brought here. When a person's wife is an islandess, she was born and, and she can't give birth. So in all of these, or they drink the waters of the Ksaita, and if they don't, so then she'll be divorced, she does not get the Ksuba. So regarding these last cases here, the Bryce clearly says that the Allah of drinking the waters of the Saita applies. And one of them is the islandess. Taisus actually asks here the question, he doesn't answer why all of a sudden this islandess fall in over here in the very end of this b'raisa. The islandess should really be earlier on in the b'raisa where it's discussing the akara and the zakena, different <coughs> kinds of women that can't give birth. Okay, Taisus doesn't answer that. Either way, the Gemara concludes and says, katani mias, mia that is, the b'raisa here clearly says, islandess, that an islandess does drink the waters of the site. To Yufta that Rav Nachman, this refutes what Rav Nachman says, that everybody agrees that an islandess does not drink the waters of the site. That this about the islandess, whether she drinks the waters of the site or not, is a machlaikis tanoi. And I'm following the Tana in this Braise here. The Tanya, we learned another Braise, Rabshim, when Allah Zaymer, islandess, loishaisa, veloyne talis ksuba. She does not drink the site waters and she does not get a ksuba. Shanemar, and he brought the Pasik that Rav Nachman brought, the Nixa, the Nizra, Zera. From this we see that this halacha applies to only to someone that was born in a way that they can give birth. And therefore it excludes the islandess. She can't give birth. So this, from Rav Shimon ben Allah, we see the concept that Rav Nachman said that it doesn't apply to an akara and zakena that were born healthy and were able to give birth and something happened later on. But he's learning a dafka from this pasuk, v'niksa v'nizra zera, which says that it has to be a woman that was born initially, that she can naturally be healthy, that she can give birth. So this is the opinion of Nachman is basing what he said on. He didn't in, uh, in uh, miracles in that case. Huh? The Rabbanon, on this the Gemara says, according to the Rabbanon, that in the previous Braise that disagree with this and say that we're talking here about a islandess that can't give birth. So according to the Rabbanon, hi, v'niksa v'nizra zera mai avdile. How do they, so what do they learn from this Pasuk? What is this Pasuk coming to teach? If it's not coming to teach this halacha, that to exclude one that can't give birth, so then what is this Pasuk coming to teach me? Says the Gemara, This Pasuk is teaching me what we learned in Abraise, when the Pasuk says that she's clean and she can give birth, what the Pasuk is coming to say is that if this woman was a barren woman, after this incident, when she drinks the waters of the Saita, and it turns out that she's pure, so she will be remembered, or Hashem will, she will conceive, and she'll have children. 
Divrei Rabbi Kiva. That's what Rabbi Kiva explained that this pasuk is coming to tell me. Amalai Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel argues with this and says, "In Cain, if that's the case, that the Torah is promising here this bracha that if she's pure, then she'll have children. So Yisteru Kola Karis, all barren women that can't give birth." So let them go and do this. Let them be secluded with another man after their husband warned them. And then the yifkidu. And then they'll conceive and they'll have children. And the So if you have a modest woman that doesn't want to do this, So if she doesn't want to go and be secluded with another man, she should lose out from this opportunity, from this option to come and give birth. So therefore it can't be that the, that the bracha of this pasuk here is that she'll have children. So what is the pasta coming to say when it says that she'll have children? All that means is if she gave birth and her birth was with pain, she'll give birth with ease. She gave birth to girls, she'll have males, boys. If the children she gave birth to were short, she'll have tall children. Shchayrim, if they were from a dark complexion, Yeladis Levanim, she'll give birth to children that are from a more fair complexion. The point here is that Rabbi Shmuel is saying that not the brach is that they're going to have birth for, for a barren woman, Mamish, but rather just these different things that will happen that will make it easier or better, nicer children. Thaisus actually says that on Rabbi Shmuel you could ask the very same question. If so, women that are giving birth to children that they're not happy with, so then they'll do the same thing. They'll be secluded with a man in order to uh, have beautiful children and have easy birth. Taisa doesn't answer this question. The Mepharshim discuss it. The Rebbe also once spoke about this piece of Gemara here, the way Rashi quotes it, Na'ala Taira, a little bit different than the way uh, it's brought here in the Gemara. And the point that the Rebbe explained was that this part of the story of Saita is talking about Tshuva. Chlal, the whole parish of Saita is talking not only about the story of the Saita, but it's talking about when a person goes and is secluded with a man, which refers to the Yitzhahara, he follows the Yitzhahara, which is the Shtus of a Yid. But then what happens is, if he does Tshuva, that's what this Indian of Nix of Nizra is hinting to, the Indian of Tshuva. So then, not only does the Tshuva clean him from the Aveda that he did, but Adarabe. You have then, Tshuva brings a person to a place, gets elevated to an even higher level. And the, the bitterness, Meridu, is turned over to Misko. Over here, these bitter waters, the Mayim Amma gets turned over to, be, to Adarab, a positive, to have children to be able to serve the Abishar on an even higher level. That's what this is hinting to here. Okay, Eishis Mamzer Lamamzer. In this Braise here, it was mentioned that if you have a wife of a Mamzer, that's allowed to marry this Mamzer. And so then, the Halacha of Asaita applies. Says the Gemara Pshita, that's obvious. If she's allowed to live with him, so then this should be no different than any other kind of marriage. And why, why, why would we think that it should not apply? And says the Gemara Ma'udetayme. Could I was I would think to say, Afushi in Leilefish. We're not looking to add a, a birth of more Yidin that are possible in this world. A, a wife of a Mamzer married to a Mamzer. She gives birth to children that are possible. They also have the same status of a Mamzer. So we're not looking to make peace between this husband and wife. So the whole idea of drinking the waters of the Saita is to determine what happened and hopefully that she did not sin and to make peace between husband and wife. But we're not interested in that here. That's what the Braissa says, that no, oh, even over here, the waters of the Saita does work. The Bach takes out islandness. The Gemara is not going to address that. The wife of a Ger or an Eved Meshukhrer. So the Halacha of Saita also applies here. Again, the Gemara asks, it's obvious. Why would I think that by a Ger there's no Halacha of Saita? 
Ma'odetaymah would think, the Pasuk says, Daber al Bnei Yisrael. So it says Bnei Yisrael, which means only Eden, which are descendants of Yisrael, of Yaakov Avinu. Veloi Geirim, that excludes Geirim. Kamash Malon. Therefore the Braiser says that it includes Geirim as well. Maybe it does not include Geirim. But then Va'amarta, after it says, Daber Bnei Yisrael, it says, Va'amarta Aleim Ribuyehu. That's coming to add even Geirim as well. Going back to our Mishnah now. The Mishnah in the beginning of the Patek said, Eishas Koyin Shaiseh that the wife of a Kayin also drinks the waters of a Saita. So this Gemara asks, Pshita, should be obvious, why would I think that the wife of a Kayin is any different than any other Yid? So the answer is, because I would think to say as follows. One of the Psukim in the beginning of the Pasha of Saita, it says, and she was not forced into this relationship. She was Mizana with someone, she had a relation with someone, but it was not by force. And therefore, Asura. Therefore, she becomes Asa to her husband if she does this willingly. So what do we understand from that? Ha nispisa. If this happened by force, muteres. She would be allowed to go back to her husband. That's the halacha that the Pasik is saying here. Now, when is this true? This applies if the husband is a Yisrael. If the husband is a Yisrael and the wife had a relation with someone else by force, she's allowed to go back to her husband. But Vizu, over here, this woman though, if she's married to a Kayin, the halacha by a Kayin is different. Since if she has a relation with someone else, even if it's by force, but nevertheless she still asks her to go back to her husband. So I should say that So I should say that, that this itself proves that the Kayin, the wife of the Kayin, is not part of this Parsha. Because the Parsha is written in such a way that the halacha that it says here only applies to the wife of Yisrael, not to the wife of a Kayin. Kamash Malon. So therefore the Bryce has to say that no. That that detail of the halacha does not apply to a kain, but nevertheless, the general halacha of the parsha to drink from the waters of a seita does apply to the wife of a kain as well. Then it said the muteres labayla. Again? No, no, no. If the waters of the seita she drinks comes out to be pure and it shows that she never had a relation with this man, so then it's good. So then she'll be able to go back to her husband the kain. So it's 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 useful. It's even for a kain. Now the Mishnah continued and said, regarding this wife of the Kayin, that if she drank the waters of the Saita, so then, if the waters of the Saita comes out to be, she comes out to be pure and she lives, so she can go back to her husband, the Kayin. Says the Gemara, what's the Chiddush here? If she's living, that means that she never had a relation with anyone else. Why can't she go back to her husband, the Kayin? Ravona answers, no, it's not so simple, because the case here is, B'misnavna. After she drank the waters of the Saita, she begins to deteriorate. So that shows already that something is not so smooth over here with her. So we would think that she probably had a relation with someone else. So therefore, that's the Chiddush that she can go back to her husband. But the Gemara asks right away in this, what do you mean, misnavna? The case over here is that her body is beginning to deteriorate after she drank from the waters. If so, we see that the effect of the water, the water has inspected her and... The, the, she's deteriorating because she did have a relation with another man. We learned about this before. The Rabbi said in the Mishnah that a woman that has a certain zuchos does not die immediately, but her body begins to deteriorate. So therefore she must have had a zuchos, so she's not dying, but she had a relation with someone else. Why would she go back to her husband? Mm-hmm. And says the Gemara, the case over here is different. 
The water is having an effect on her. She is deteriorating, but not in the usual way. There are other limbs of her body which are affected by the waters. Rashi says, for example, she has uh, her head is heavy on her, or other limbs of her body are heavy, but not the usual limbs of the body that are affected by the water that's described in the Pasuk. The Pasuk describes that her mayayim, her stomach, and her thighs be- be- become affected, but over here, that's not happening. So this, this water is having an unusual effect. So, and that's the chiddush that she can go back to her husband, the Kayin. And the Gemara explains this. Mao, the I would think to say, why is the water having this effect on her, but in an unusual manner? That what happened over here is, ha, zanoi. This woman did have a relation with another man. The reason why the water is not affecting her in the usual manner, because yes, she had a relation with someone, but by force. And therefore, it doesn't affect her in the regular way. Her head is heavy on her and so on. And therefore, I would say that since we see this kind of effect of the water, it's possible that this is the reason. There's a suffix about this. It's not clear. Possibly this is the reason. And therefore, she should be also to go back to her husband, the Kayin. Kamash Malon, that's the case that the Mishnah is saying, that even when you see this kind of effect of the waters, we're not cheshish for this, we're not concerned about this, and she can go back to her husband, to Kayin. Why is it happening? Okay, we don't know why this is happening to her. So maybe... Not connected. Huh? Maybe it's not connected. Maybe it's not connected. The headache that she has, or whatever else it is, is not because of this. I'm saying that's the chiddush over here that you don't have to be chayshish for this when you see this kind of effect. Okay. Then the Mishnah said that if she's the husband, if she's the wife, that is, of her husband, which is a sris, he's a... No, anachanam, it could be, it could be. The wife of a, a husband, which is a sris, he's a sterile, so he can't, there's no, there's, he, there's no zera. He's not, can't have a relation with his wife in a regular way with zera. So then she still drinks the waters of the Saita. Says the Gemara Pshita, this is obvious. Why would I think that such a husband is different? So the answer is, Mao, the time I would think the Pasik says, Mi ishech, that you went, the Pasik there says that you had a relation with another man uh, under your husband while you were married to your husband. Omar Achmana, that's the language the Pasik uses here. But for high, love, barhochihu, this man cannot live with his wife 100% properly. He can't, he, he, there's no zera, he, this, this man does not have, he's sterile. So therefore, I would think that in such a case, the halacha does not apply. Kamash Malon, that's why. The Mishnah says that no, the halacha still applies. True, there's no zera for this man, but nevertheless, the relation between the man and woman still is, still is possible. As long, when it says balade ishech, we learned this before, as long as he lay with her, he had a relation with her, even without zera, so then the halacha of Saita does apply. Aidei kol arayis makana. Then the Mishnah says that when a man warns his wife, he can warn her about not being secluded with any man, including also relatives, different tarayis as well. So we might ask on this as well, Pshite, isn't that obvious? Why would I think that if she's having a relation with another man, which is a relative, which is an erva, anyways, that the Allah of Saita should not apply? It's actually even worse. There's an Isra of erva here. And it says, the Gemara Ma'odetema, because I would think to say as follows. The Pasuk says, Nitma, Nitma Shnei Pam. When it talks about this woman, and it says that she became impure, it uses a double term, Nitma, Nitma. And what do we learn from this? The Gemara later says that we learn out from this, Echad Lebal, one says that she becomes Aser, to go back to her husband, and Ve'echad Lebal, and one also says that she's going to be Aser forever to marry this Bail, this man that she was suspected in having a relation with him. So therefore, if that's what the Pasuk says by the Parsha of Saita, I would say as follows, Hey, Chedekam Mitzra Baha'a Baha'a 
Because here the Pasuk is telling you that after this incident, now she becomes Asa to this man. So therefore maybe the whole Allah of the Sayyidah only applies to a man where she's only becoming Asa now to him. Ah, but if we're talking about an erva, a relative, since this is a man that she was anyways, always Asa to him from before, so I would say that the Allah of the Sayyidah does not apply because you can't apply this drasha of nitma, nitma to this woman because she's anyways Asa to this man. Kamash Malan, so therefore the Mishnah teaches me that no, that Allah of the Sayyidah does apply over here. Because true, Take, that this, this Nitma, Nitma does not apply to this woman, but that doesn't mean that we exclude this, this kind of a man over here. The Nitma, Nitma is coming to teach me this very Allah itself, that she becomes Asa to the Baal and she becomes Asa to the Baal. But not to exclude a situation where the, this man is already an Erva. The Allah of the Saita will still apply. Then the Mishnah said, and the continuation of the Mishnah was that if a man <coughs> warns his wife not to have a relation with, with a cotton, with a, with a child, or someone that's not a man, then the Allah of Sayyidah does not apply. So the Gemara first explains, what does that mean? Where do we see this, that if the husband warns a wife for this, there's no Sayyidah? Because the Torah says, Ish, a man. But that, that shows you that not if he warns her not to have relation with a cotton. Then the Mishnah said, that he warns her not to have a relation with someone which is not an ish. What does this mean? What is this coming to exclude? If you'll say, this comes to exclude a man which is ill, unhealthy, and he's, he's older or his, his body is withering away, and therefore he's not capable of having a relation with a woman. There's no zera, there's no... So, Shmuel, but on that, Shmuel said, even a man that's a shachov, there is the halach of saita. And the husband can warn his wife, and then she will drink the waters of the Saita. And another thing Shmuel said, And if this is a Baskayan, and Allah by a Baskayan is, if she has a relation with a man that's puzzled to her, so even if she has a relation to a man which is puzzled to her, and that man is a Shachov, can't have a proper relation with her, but nevertheless, he will puzzle her from eating Truma. So therefore, we can't say that when it says in the Mishnah, refers to this man, to this Shachov. So here the Gemara stops and brings the source for what Shmuel said. Maknin al yadai, when Shmuel says, when you have this man that's a shachov, so he says that still the halacha of Saita applies pshita. Isn't that obvious? Why would I think that because they, 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 he can't have, there's no zera, so therefore there's no halacha of Saita? So the Gemara says, the reason is, I would think, when the Pasik speaks about the Allah of Sayyid, it says, A man lay with her, and the Pasik description is, meaning when there's a man, when there's a zera. So this is a man that's healthy. That's what the Torah says. But over here, this shachov is a man that his body is not capable of, of, of uh, this discharge of zera. So therefore, maybe I would think that the Allah of Sayyid does not apply. Kamash Malan. So that's why the Chiddush over here of Shmuel is that the Halacha still applies and that uh, the Halacha of Saita still applies over here. True, the Pasik Taka says this Lashen of, of uh, Sheikh Vazera, but it, it, it doesn't mean that it excludes this person that cannot have Zera. Now, the other Halacha that Shmuel said, Upaisal Betrumah, that if she had, if this Paskayan, she had a relation with someone, that's puzzled to her, so that would make her puzzled from eating trume, that includes even this kind of man. Again, the Gemara says, pshita, that's obvious. Why, why would I think that because there's, there's no zera for this man, so therefore she should not become puzzled? She had a relation with a man that's awesome. So the answer is, because I would think, 
In one of the psukim, when it talks about this halacha, that this woman has a relation with this man, that she cannot eat trume, the Pasuk says, Lo yechalel zaray omar That the child that's born from this marriage, Lo yechalel zaray, you're desecrating the child. Now this Pasuk, the Gemara says in, in, in another place, in that we darshan from here, it doesn't say Lo yachel, with one lamet, it says Lo yechalel, with two lamets. And because of this, we learn out that the chilul goes on the woman herself as well, that she becomes desecrated from eating truma. So because we learn it from this Pasik, so we could think to say the islay zera lecholel, only if she has a relation with a man that's puzzled to her, but this is a man that has a zera, and therefore he can give birth. Then she becomes puzzled from eating the truma. The less lay zera lechal. But if this man is not healthy and he's called a shachof, there's no zera, so therefore she should not become puzzled from eating truma. So therefore, Kamash Malon, that's the Chiddush over here that the Pasuk is saying, that nevertheless, she will become puzzle from the Truma. Okay, so now the point is that when the Mishnah said that the husband warns his wife not to have a relation with someone that's not an Ish, it's not t- talking about this man that's not healthy. It's not talking about this man that's a Shachov. So the Elo, rather, what, what's the Pshad in our Mishnah? So this, I would say that this comes to exclude a husband that warns his wife not to have a relation with a guy. That over here, the Allah of Sayyidah does not apply. But on this, the Gemara says, this is also not true. A woman that's having a relate, that, that's being secluded with a guy, and the husband warns her about this, then the Allah of Sayyidah does apply. And also, Rav Amnuna said, Again, regarding a Baskayin, that has a relation with someone that's puzzled to her, and it puzzles her of eating Truma, that applies when she has a relation with a guy as well. So, this, so the Mishnah cannot be talking about a guy. Now again, the Gemara stops to explain the source of what the halacha that Rav Amnuna said. Maktan al Yodeh. When, when Rav Amnuna said that the halacha of Saita applies even by, regarding a guy, Pshita isn't this obvious? Why would I think it's any different? So the Gemara explains, similar to what we brought before in the beginning of the Yamud, Ma'adetayim. I would think to say, Nitma, Nitma, Shtei Pomim. The Tatus says the term Nitma twice. And what, what, we, what do we learn from this? Echad labal, that a Saiti becomes Asa to live with her husband. And ve'echad labal, and the other is to say that she becomes Asa to this man. So heched, the kamitzra b'hoznos. So therefore I would say the whole Allah of the Saiti only applies if it's through this znus now that she's become Asa to this man. Avul ha, but over here, this guy, ha'il v'asura v'kaima. She's always Asa to be living with this guy. Eim I would say the halach of Saiti does not apply. Kamash malon, therefore... We learn now, therefore, Rabbi Amnuna is telling me that no, that the halacha of the Saita does apply even if she's secluded with this guy. The other halacha that Rabbi Amnuna said, that a bas koyen that has a relation with a guy, it will puzzle her of eating truma. So again, the Gemara asks, Pshita, that's obvious. A guy is obviously a puzzle for her to have a relation with. So obviously, it puzzles her from eating truma. Why would I think any different? Mao, the ten I would think to say as follows. The Pasuk says, when it talks about this, that a Bas that will be married to an Ishzar, and an Ishzar, the Gemara learns out, means to someone that's puzzled to her. And that's when she can't eat truma. Omer Achmana, that's the language that Taita uses. What do I learn out from this expression, kisia? Kisia means the bar havoya. Only if she has a relation with this puzzle man where Kedushan could take effect. He's a Yid. Havoya means Kedushan, that there is a possibility for proper marriage, the way it exists by a Yid. In, over here I say that if she had a relation with someone that's puzzle, that this puzzles are of eating truma. But the lav bar havoya, if she has a relation with a guy, where the concept of kedushin of real marriage as it exists by Yidin is impossible, so like maybe over there she does not become possible of eating truma. 
So therefore, Kamash Malan, therefore, Rav Amnuna teaches us the Pasal, that she does become Pasal of eating Trome, and the source of this is Mid Rabbi Yechenen. From what Rabbi Yechenen said, how do I know a guy or an Eved, a non-Jewish slave, that had a relation with a Kehenes or a Levia or a Bas Yisrael, that they will passel her? So even though they, there's no real marriage, but nevertheless, they will passel her. And by the Kayin, by the Bas Kayin, that is, she will become possible of eating Trome, Shanama, because the Pasik says, Bas Kayin, Kisia Almono Grusha. This is a Pasik that speaks about a Bas Kayin that married a Yisrael. As long as she's married to a Yisrael, she cannot eat any Trome. But then what happens if her husband, the Yisrael, passes away, and now she's a widow, or her husband, the Yisrael, divorced her, she goes back to her father's house and she could eat trume. Now from this passage we learn out, Mi almanus This halacha, that after she gets divorced or widowed, she can go back and eat trume, that's only if she was married to a Yisrael where there is a concept of marriage and divorce, or marriage and being a widow. So therefore this excludes if she's married to a guy or if she's married to a Evet, over here there's no concept of marriage and therefore there's no widow, there's no divorce. In such a case, she does not eat Roma at all. Because she became pastel to her, she does not eat Roma at all. That's the, the source for this halacha, that even married to a guy, there's no Roma. Now she over here brings the Gemara in Yevamis, asks the question, that from the shadow of this Russia, there would be room to darshan the exact opposite, to say that only if you marry to a Yid, do I say that while you're married to him, you can't eat Roma. But if you're divorced from this Yid, or if you're divor- uh, widowed from this Yid, then you could eat Roma. But maybe you should say that if you're married to a guy, because the marriage is zero, because it's not a real marriage, because so maybe even while you're married to this guy, you could eat Roma. Maybe that's why you should darshan this uh, Russia here. Okay, the Gemara in Yavamas explains why we don't darshan that way. Okay, but the point of here is that we see that a woman that's married, she's a Baskai and she's married to a guy, there's no truma. She can't, it passes her from eating truma. And also, as we said before, the halacha of Saita still applies when the husband warns her not to be with a man, a guy. So we come back to our Mishnah. What, when our Mishnah says that the husband warned the wife not to be with someone that, which is not a man, what was our Mishnah referring to? Says the Gemara, what is this coming to exclude in our Mishnah? Our Mishnah is saying a husband that warned his wife not to be with a behemoth. That's what Eine Ish means. The Ein Znus because there's no idea of Znus when it comes to an animal. So from Parzakia brings a source from this. He said to Ravashi, where do I know? From where do I know? This is Chachamim said, that the status of Znus does not apply by a behemoth. And therefore the whole concept of Saita does not apply if a man is warning his wife not to be with a behemoth. Because it's a Pasuk that says regarding a carbon, that a person that has an animal that was used as a gift for a zaina to have a relation with a zaina, he gives her a gift in return for znus, for an act of znus, or mechir kelev, if a person has a behemoth that he acquired or he got as an exchange for a dog, so this is something which is not, should not be used as a carbon. So on this, Vitanya, we learned Nabraisa, or this is actually a Mishnah, and the Mishnah says, Esnan kelev o mechir zaina mutarin. If it was a esnan kelev, meaning that a person gives a gift for a woman and he tells her, I'm giving you this so you have a relation with a dog, with a behemoth, or a mechir zaina, or a mechir zaina where a person is, uh, 
Mechir Zayna means a person is selling a Zayna for, for the purpose of this, uh, for, uh, he's exchanging the Zayna for this behemoth. Not exchanging a dog for a, for, for a behemoth, but he's exchanging a Zayna that he's selling for someone for a behemoth. Mutaren, those kinds of behemoths could be brought as a carbon. Shenemar, how do I know this? Because when the Pasuk here says that you shouldn't bring the Esnan, Kelev, and Mechir Zayna, the Pasuk concludes and says, Gam Shnehem. These two. These two should not be brought as a carbon. What does that mean? Shnayim. Only these two should not be brought as a carbon. But Veloi Arba. Not four. Meaning the other variations that this Mishnah here said could be brought as a carbon. So what do we see? What, what, what is one of the cases that it says over here that could be brought as a carbon? That if you, give, if you have an animal that was given as an exchange for this woman having a relation with a kelev, with a dog, so it's a relation between a man and a behemoth, or, or a woman and a behemoth, there's no ain of znusir. And therefore, this, this behemoth could be brought as a carbon. So I see that the concept of znus does not apply by a behemoth, and that's what our Mishnah meant. When our Mishnah said that there's a, the, the, he's warning his wife, ish, it was referring to a behemoth. Okay, now the Gemara goes back to something that we learned before in the Braise. It said before, uh, that, or actually this is a halacha that Shmuel said, that if you warn a wife not to have a relation with a man, which is a shachof, a shachof is a man that's not healthy, and there's no zera. So by him, the halacha of Saita still applies. But the Gemara never explained, it says clearly in the Postic, shichva zera. So why should we say that the halacha of Saita applies? So here the Gemara explains this. So why does the Pasuk use the term Sheikh Vazera? Answers the Gemara, I need that to teach me something else. Like in the Tanya, it says, This is excluding something else. Now, my what's this something else that is coming to exclude that the Allah of Saita does not apply? This is excluding a husband that warns his wife not to have a relation with this man, even in an unusual manner. Over here, the halach of Saita does not apply. <coughs> halach of Saita only applies to a usual kind of relation. How could you say is excluded? When it comes to the halach of Znos, it says in the a plural term, the various ways that a person lays with a woman. And we learn from that, that that includes whether the usual manner or even the unusual manner. So the halach of Saita should apply there. How could you say that Sheikh Bazar is coming to exclude this? So therefore, this comes to exclude a man that warns his wife not to have any closeness, any physical closeness with this man, with any limbs of the body, even if it's not with the regular relation. Just physical closeness. Abai asks on that, you can't say that that's what the Pasuk is coming to exclude. That, that's inappropriate behavior. Or would I think that the Torah would answer and say that the halacha of Saita applies to this inappropriate behavior? Why, why do I have to have a special pasuk to exclude this? Hello, my bias. So therefore, bias says, Prat Rather, it's coming to exclude a husband that warns his wife, which means touching. Meaning that the cohabitation, the relation wasn't complete. It was just the beginning, just the touching of the aver in that area that he's warning her even just of that. And the Torah is coming to exclude that, that that's not, the halach of Saita will not apply at that stage. So on this, the Gemara asks, this, this uh, pshat only works according to one opinion. This pshat works, according to the opinion that says that hara, hara is the beginning of the act of the relation. And that beginning, zuach nasa satara. That hara means that there has to be some kind of an entry in order for it to be an iser. 
but just the touching of the aver in that area is nothing. So therefore, according to that opinion, we could say, So that's exactly what the title of here is coming to exclude, to say that just the touching alone is not part of the halach of Saita, because even hara, just the beginning of the act, has to be some kind of entry. But there's another opinion that says that when it comes to all the halachas of znus, and that the, the Torah says that even harad, even just the beginning of the act, is asr as well. And that means nashiki, even just the touching as well, that is znos. So then mayikalamema, what are we going to say? We can't say that that's excluded from the halacha of saita, since this is part of the regular concept of znos. That's the, the halacha by all znos. So this should be included in saita. So then how could you say that this is the exclusion in the Pasuk here? <coughs> so therefore the Gemara says, really going back to what we said before, we'll have to say, like the Pshat that said before, that the husband warned his wife not to have any physical closeness with his wife and with any other limbs, any other physical closeness. Now the Gemara before asked, what do I need a Pasuk for that? It's obvious that it's just, it's inappropriate, but why, why would I think that the Allah of Saita applies here if there's no real relation between the husband, between this man and woman? The answer is because I would think to say I see when it comes to Saita, the Torah puts it all in the hands of the husband, what he is particular about. The whole Saita begins with the husband warning her. It's up to him if he wants to warn her, if he does not want to warn her. So it's up to his Kepeda. So over here, if he's going to warn her not to have this physical closeness with this man, I would say that maybe the Allah of Saita does take effect because he is particular about this. So therefore, Kamash Mulan, that's why the Mishnah is teaching me over here that, so that, that's the Allah that it says over here that in such a case it does not apply. Okay, what? That's the Allah of Shikh exactly. That's why this is excluded. Yeah.